Welcome to the Core Women Podcast. My name is Dr. Summer Watson. I'm a doctor of psychology, podcaster, published author, coach, producer of documentary empowerment films, and empowerment seminars. This podcast is a special place for the hearts and souls of women. It is a place where women share their journeys, strength, resiliency, strategy, and passions. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Liz Capance, who is the founder of a search consulting and referral networking service, Liz launched EBC Associates LLC in 2007, a specialized search consulting and referral network service firm. Since then, the business has grown to a global network of affiliate partnerships to drive growth and Erudite's network group was formed as a subsidiary. We have so much to talk about, so let's dive right into this, Liz, and welcome. Thanks so much, Summer. It's great to be here on this Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you. Before we jump into your whole professional journey, that background, can you tell us a bit about your personal journey, where you grew up, some of your interests, and how this might have contributed to your professional journey? Sure. So I uh, grew up uh, between uh, the U.S. and London and the U.K., so I had a very transatlantic upbringing, which as a child is, is not always easy when you have to uproot and leave friends and move on. However, those um, experiences and, and having an opportunity to travel more have really served me well in my business and dealing with global companies uh, overseas and really understanding culturally different people and where they're from. So it's, uh, you know, as an adult, I look back and I see a lot of the positives that, you know, as a child, I didn't always appreciate or, or want to move or leave, you know, your circle of friends. So how long were you in England? So I moved there when I was three and we uh, lived there. I was supposed to be three years summer, turned out to be 10 years. And then uh, my father worked in the oil business. So his career really took off. And then at that point, we came back to the US, back to Connecticut for a few years. And then his job took us back to London. And back in the day, as you know, in, in your job and your career, you basically went wherever, you know, the company told you to go. It was promotions. And so very good, of course, for, for my father. And so we followed the company and wherever they, they, uh, the assignment was, is, is where we went. And then uh, he ended up after London, uh, going to Houston, which is where his company was based in, in the oil business and, uh, you know, retired there for many years. Gotcha. Now, when you were in England, Did you move from place to place or did you stay in one place and go to the same schools? Yeah, great question. Uh, So a couple of different schools, two different schools uh, started in London and then uh, to a suburb summer, uh, which is in Surrey, Wimbledon, where the tennis, everybody knows Wimbledon with the tennis and then uh, a town called Weybridge, which uh, is not far from from Wimbledon. so. So how was that being an American in England and going through that transition as a kid, as a, a preteen. Yes. So when we first went to London, because I was so young, the first time I was three, yeah. uh, in essence, and I've lost my English accent summer, sadly, <laughs> it's, uh, but it does come back when I speak to uh, English people and I kind of re- revert back to Kant and Bath and, you know, right. uh, feel very English. So when I was first there, when I was younger, I grew up, you know, with English people. So I sort of felt that even though I was an American, I felt that I was English because I was in the, I was actually at that point in an English school. And then uh, the second time when we came back to the U.S. to Connecticut and then went back to London, 
you know, I went, I was in the middle of high school. So I, I went to an American school because the English curriculum, it was too hard for me to kind of jump into that. They do, they study A levels and O levels. Right. And there's a lot of prep for that. So I ended up going to an American U.S. school the second time. Oh, so gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. I know a lot of people who are attached to like embassies yeah. tend to send their kids to American schools or government type of schools. So when they're um, out of country, so yeah, there was many a uh, summer that were uh, those that were in my, in my school that were, you know, part of an embassy or government that were part of. Yeah. Yeah. That must've been really interesting for you as a kid growing up. Did you find yourself fitting in? Did you find yourself moving from group to group? How was that for you as a kid? Yeah, not always easy. Uh, and but um, I was fortunate, Summer, that uh, for the for the most part, uh, the schools and the people in the class that I was in uh, was were, were great people, and uh, you know I, I sort of melded in well. Especially my when we went back to the UK. The American school system, because a lot of those kids were um, uprooted or had come from a similar type of very transient background, you know, it was easier to assimilate with them, but sometimes not always easy. Right, right. Do you find that it has helped you as an adult to kind of meet people, reach out, it gives you more of that comfort, or how does that work for you? Yes, totally, Summer, and I, I credit my mother. Uh, for that, because uh, every time, you know, we would move or, or relocate, my mother would always instill in me to, to go back and reach out to, you know, friends that we had left and, and stay in touch. And back then, writing letters, of course, we didn't have cell phones or anything. So she always would say, oh, you know, reach out to so-and-so, they'd love to hear from you. And of course, I was very shy. So I was like, oh, they don't really want to hear from, from me. But then she, she really sort of pushed it. She said, no, do it. So when I did it, I found the person was so happy to reconnect and hear from me. And I think that basics in follow-up and, and kind of staying in touch because it was really drilled into me, you know, as a child and because we moved around is part of, you know, my business now, following up, staying in touch, some of those basic principles. Yeah, absolutely. And because you moved back to the States and then back to London and then back to the States, do you still feel a connection with England today? Oh, totally, totally summer. Uh, mm -hmm. Usually try to go every year, every two years. And uh, as soon as I, we, we get back to Heathrow Airport, you know, it feels like home, you know, the Cadbury's chocolate that is so good oh, and yeah. tastes so different. So we have all these sort of, uh, you know, traditions that it, it very much feels like home. So oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. That is interesting. I just love your story. Oh. So how did some of those principles, skills, kind of meld into what you do today? Yeah, so uh, I think, again, some of the basics with the follow-up in my business, headhunting, search, finding people is, is what I do, as well as networking and connecting. I think uh, as, as a child moving around, I had to be very adaptable and just be able to make introductions and find new friends and, and go for it, as my mother <laughs> would always instill. And so that, I think, combined with the following up and, you know, staying in contact and then realizing, oh, people do love it when you remember them and you say, hey, you know, let's get together. I'm back here in the UK. I'm back here in London. Some of my oldest and best friends, um, you know, are still in London. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So 
Why don't you talk about EBC Associates, how that developed, and then how Erudites developed from that? Sure. So I had um, learned the foundation and training of recruiting. It was one of those careers summer that I jumped into and never looked back. I just uh, very passionate about what I do naturally like to connect with people, hear their story, you know, hear their journey. Oftentimes somebody's career is not what they always set out to do, but uh, launched the practice essentially just before the downturn of 2008, not the best time mm-hmm. to launch a business, but uh, nonetheless stuck with it. Uh, today we are boutique uh, white glove service. We do work uh, globally. And then the Erudites networking group really just grew very organically as I was networking and connecting with people anyway, I found that oftentimes executives, as they were making a transition, didn't always have a network to leverage to help them find a job. And I would uh, make introductions for them and facilitate those connections for them. And then uh, essentially fast forward to where we are today, the group is global. It's for business owners that are looking to build a business, connect, Uh, as well as executives in transition, or it might be managers in transition. Uh, And then we also have a a social impact and give back uh, with the group where we support a number of nonprofits. We're a fingers crossed summer planning uh, an event, first event back this July, corporate sponsored event to support a uh, charter school based in Newark. And so you know, having that give back to community is, is part of your business and how, you know, you grow and again, whether you're job searching or a business owner, so. Yeah, I love that, that being a part of your business is to give back to nonprofits or different entities that are supporting community as you are. So can you give us like the gist of what it is that you do as a search consulting and referral network service? Can you just give us more of a, a, a definition of what it is that you do, and some of the principles that guide your business. So we have, um, there's a couple of different business units within what we do. So one essentially is the search where companies come to us and say, we need to hire a VP of sales, a VP of marketing, and then we will consult with them and help define that role uh, to make sure that it's an assignment that we want to undertake. First, there might be somebody internal that they might want to promote. Uh, into that position before they look external. So we go through what we call a discovery call Mm -hmm. and understand about the business, how the role fits into the bigger picture of the business and and where they are today, where they're looking to go. Uh, Then the referral networking piece is really for those executives that we may not have a match for today, but there's so many pieces that go into a job search. There's no sort of one way to to get a job, right? There's there's no uniformity in the process. Mm -hmm. And so uh, by um, putting this uh, career advisory and referral networking, again, it's um, helping candidates. It might be basic fundamentals of the resume. It might be, we do mock interview prep. We have weekly calls, different discussion topics, and then we will put together uh, and help facilitate introductions through our network where companies may not have a published job, but they're thinking of, of hiring someone with that skill set and making that connection there. That's really where the the jobs are found, the hidden job market, I call it. Yeah. Now tell me how your company might be different than maybe like just the typical head hunting company, because I know that 
when somebody goes to look for a job and they're looking for an organization like you, they want to feel special, right? So they don't want to be like just put into like the circle that fits or the the square, the they want a good match. Right. So I asked about principles earlier. So how do your principles align with how you work with people? Yep. So we, uh, ours is all about the relationship. So I think the main differentiator summer is that I know many firms uh, tend to be more transactional. We mm -hmm. will work with you and we have resources uh, today, even if again, we don't have a job that matches your background. Uh, we have other resources through that network you might need. Maybe it's pivoting to a new role or a new industry, or maybe you're looking to maybe start a consulting practice if you're at a, that stage of your career. So, uh, so we will work with you today where you need that, if you need that resource, rather than just saying, well, we don't have a job for you. We, we can't work with you. Uh, mm. And that's grown over the years, mostly because Summer, I always uh, will always establish that relationship and rapport. Yeah. Uh, and it's built up over the years, really uh, just very organically. We're in a people business, understanding the person, you know, behind the resume. So I think that's the main differentiator. I, I love that. So it is so important to really kind of nurture those relationships and find out about the human and what would be a good fit for not just the company looking for the person, but also for the person looking for the job and how they can come together and align in their core values, their mission, their purpose, their why. So together. So, and I think that's really essential and important. Now, what would you say has been one of your biggest challenges as a business owner, Liz? Oh, great question. Uh, as an entrepreneur, Summer, I know that the biggest challenge over the years has always been the ups and downs in, in the business and, you know, managing the, the great times with the not so good times and being able to stay consistent, stay focused throughout that. Every entrepreneur, every business owner, you know, encounters that. And so it's uh, just, just having that consistency and that focus yeah. uh, to get through those, those ups and downs. So, yeah. And that is a strategy and we each have our own process as to how we do that. Yeah. So it's great to hear that you figured out what your process is to get through those difficult times. Like you said, even establishing a business in 2007, which probably wasn't the best time because of the downturn in the economy, you stuck with it. Yes. And here you are today thriving and, you know, even have a subsidiary um, company. So, which is fantastic. The next to the last question is, what would you consider one of your biggest successes? Amazing question. I would say just sustaining the business and uh, getting to where I am today. And I look back and really look at my foundation again of my parents and some of the basics in life, discipline, hard work, confidence, you know, as a woman business owner, as you and I know, many challenges along the way, but being confident, speaking up that, you know, I was fortunate to have that foundation. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I probably couldn't sustain uh, where I am today, but I'm very proud of the fact that I've you know, been here as long as I have and have a lot of great plans for growth. And so that, that really has served me well. Oh, and that's terrific. And what I hear too is that history coming forward with you, being able to adapt, change, align, follow your principles, your core principles, and really apply those in the company that you've built today. And that history of moving, being around a diverse population, 
which allows you today to also embrace that and work with a diverse population. Would you say that's true? Yes, you you summed it up very accurately, Summer. I'm fortunate that I that I had the moves that I did because again, as now as an adult, a business owner, it's really served me well because I, you know, had no choice but to go and adapt and to follow up, stay, you know, stay in touch with people, stay in touch with friends along the way. And some of those basics really foundation can, you know, staying in touch with people can have such an impact on someone that you sometimes don't realize it. They're, they're like so happy. Oh, you remembered me and building that uh, rapport. So yeah. Bravo to your mom for really pushing that connection because being able to reach out to somebody that you don't know, or somebody that you just met, it takes confidence. It takes courage. It takes initiative. And I think building that skill set over the years really helps, especially I would imagine in your job. Yes. Well, thank you, Summer. And I, yes, I am so thankful. My, my mother and my father's sort of guiding principles still ring in my head. And the, you know, it might be as simple as the thank you note or the thank you email that you'd be surprised. Some people don't always do, but when you do that, it goes so far and I feel very fortunate. And I also, at this juncture, one of my goals going forward and always has been to, you know, inspire and instill other women, either starting out or thinking of starting their business and, and really working and encouraging them to go forward and have the confidence to do what they, what they want to do. It's, it's very doable. Uh, yeah. You just have to have the, the motivation and the confidence and uh, put the time in the hard work and anything is possible, really. I think that mentorship is so critical, especially today. And as women in the business industry, as entrepreneurs, we have the special gift of sorts to be able to offer to others, to be able to mentor yep. and to have mentees. And that is so important and so valuable and offer so much in community. So I'm glad to hear that that is one of your goals. Bravo to you. Now, my last question is, as we come to the close of an interview, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be, Liz? I would say in this this whole journey of life that we're all in together and career is find your passion and what you want to do and, and go for it and take action to do it. Uh, I know so many times people might get stuck if they're in a job they really don't like or they don't want to do. There's many resources. Take action, you know, find your passion. And when you do, it's such a game changer. We were speaking earlier before summer. For me, I love what I do that I sometimes hard to take a break (laughs) from. Oh, right. But when in life and your career, when you find that it's the best feeling in the world. So Absolutely. Well, thank you, Liz, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Oh, thanks for having me, Summer. This is great. Thank you. Absolutely. If you would like to connect with Liz Capants, you can find her at www.ebcassociates.net or www.airditesgroup.com or on LinkedIn. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at infocorewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about core women in your social media posts, please hashtag core women. 
This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about CORE Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the CORE Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.